Welcome to the Total You Wellness Podcast, where we're serving you a plate of total health and wellness. Hello, all. My name is Clara Walker, and I'm the Family and Community Health Agent in Waller County with Prairie View A&M University's Cooperative Extension Program. Welcome back to the Total You Wellness Podcast, where you are receiving your weekly serving of health and wellness. Uh, I, this week I have with me Ms. Joyce Osborne. She's a Program Specialist with Prairie View Cooperative Extension Program. Also, Joyce is a registered dietitian Thank you so much, Ms. Joyce, for being with us. Oh, Clara, it is a pleasure to join you today. Thank you so much. We're going to go into LEAD lesson three, which is choosing healthful foods. And LEAD is uh, live well, eat well, and be active with diabetes. And this is lesson three. You know, I was thinking, Ms. Joyce, that sometimes with diabetes, some may feel restricted or as if they can't eat anything. You know, we're, we want to be here to share some tips that are hopefully going to show you that you can choose helpful foods and eat well with diabetes. And as a reminder, please always consult with your physician for your recommendations that are specific to you. Yes, um, Clara, I don't know if you remember many, many, many years ago, it seemed mm -hmm. like so long ago, when a doctor would diagnose a patient with diabetes and he would give the patient a 12-page diet with a list of the foods that they could eat and mm -hmm. foods that they couldn't eat. Yes. And they would um, send them home. And the patient would take all this information home, this 12-page diet plan home, and they would go to the store and purchase all these items. And some of the food items on the list, they didn't eat them. Mm. And, and their families didn't eat them. And so they would begin eating by this diet plan that the doctor had given them. And after a few weeks or so, they would give up and they would throw the diet plan in the trash. And what has changed today from, from many years ago? Well, now it's more of a lifestyle. Right. It's more, it's more of a lifestyle change. And we're looking more at portion control. And I know in the previous lesson, they talked about the plate method, mm -hmm. where people would begin to use a nine inch plate. And I'm sure you've seen the how the serving sizes have grown when you buy food and the plates are getting bigger and bigger almost like a platter yes i have noticed that especially when you eat at the restaurants you know i know back in the day they they were smaller portions and now you 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 do you receive your your dinner size plate which would be traditionally a platter back in the day you know now it's just it's oversized it's so oversized Oh, yeah, it's oversized and it's overflowing with food. Depending on where you go, it's, over, it's overflowing with food because if they're, if they're making your plate and you kind of stare at them mm -hmm. and they add a little more food to your plate. But 
what we want to do is try to um, stick to a smaller plate. And what that smaller plate does, which is nine inch, inches, it actually um, helps us to control our portion sizes. And with that nine plate, you just want to look at it and just imagine um, how a healthy plate would look. And then all of a sudden, use an imaginary line to divide that plate in half. Mm -hmm. And for the top half of the plate, put non-starchy vegetables. Okay. And, and then for the bottom half, divide that in half. And for a fourth of a plate, you can put your starchy foods. And then on the other fourth of the plate, you can have your lean protein. And then you would simply just add a fruit, add a low-fat milk or fat-free milk or yogurt. Mm -hmm. And as you're talking about it, it really does seem like it's a lot of food that we can have. But I know when we look at that nine-inch plate and we see those correct portion sizes and we're so used to not eating the right portion sizes, it may seem, you know, small. But what are some of the helpful non-starchy vegetables that we should be choosing? Um, yes. And I know you talked about the plate being small and not having enough food, but usually when we eat all that food, we kind of feel miserable. Mm -hmm. It makes you tired because you've actually overeaten. But when it comes to um, healthy, non-starchy vegetables, we should try to um, select a variety of colors. Mm -hmm. Look at the rainbow. Try to eat a rainbow of colors. You want to include dark green. You want to include your orange vegetables, your red, your red vegetables. And don't forget about the yellow and the white. And when it comes to white vegetables, we mostly um, think of starchy vegetables. But keep in mind that onions is a vegetable and garlic or vegetables and typically we use those items for seasoning but they're actually vegetables mm -hmm. and then also you want to try asparagus and sometimes we may not be accustomed to eating asparagus but there's different ways that you can cook, cook asparagus try broccoli cauliflower spinach cucumbers carrots and peppers, and when you go into the store, you see so many different colors of peppers. There's orange, red bell pepper, there's orange bell peppers, there's red peppers, there's yellow peppers, there's green. Mm -hmm. and, and right now, your dark greens, your collard greens, your chard, your kale, mustard greens. And I know a lot of people when they're choosing vegetables, some people prefer fresh vegetables. And if you purchase fresh vegetables, the best time to purchase fresh vegetables is when they're in season. Because typically, if the vegetable is in season, it's a lot cheaper. Okay. If it's of, yeah, if, you, if it's out of season, then you're going to pay more for it. Yeah, that makes sense. It's probably harder to get. That makes sense. Yes. Mm -hmm. And also they don't taste as good if they're not in season. Hmm. Okay. And if you're buying the frozen vegetables, which is perfectly fine, but 
stay away from the ones that have the added salt, the fats, and the sauces, even though they're delicious. Stay away from those because you can monitor your salt, your sugar, if you add those things versus buying the vegetables with them already added to them. And I and I and I know some people may not be able to purchase the fresh or the frozen for some reason or the other. Mm-hmm. And in that case, it's perfectly fine to purchase the canned vegetables that are non-starchy, but try to purchase the ones without salt or the low salt. And if you don't have that option, if you purchase the canned vegetables that have the salt, just remove the liquid and rinse the vegetables off. Okay, that sounds good, Ms. Joyce. Thank you so much for all this information. What about our, our starches? That's one, my demise, the, the starches. I'm a potato girl. Do we have to cut them out completely or are there helpful starches that we can choose? Well, keep in mind, starches always get a bad rap. Mm-hmm. And everybody, oh, cut out the starches because I'm gaining weight, I'm doing this. But no, you can eat starches. And, you know, keep in mind that starches are the main source of carbohydrates. And when it comes to carbohydrates, what you want to do, you want to spread them out across the day. Mm. And you want to keep about the same amount each day because this actually minimizes spikes in your blood glucose level. And also it gives your body an opportunity to bring your um, glucose levels down. And another key thing when you're eating is do not skip meals. That's a tough one for me. Yeah, I think I think it's I think it's tough for everybody because with our busy schedule, yes, that workload will get me. And before I know it, lunch is come and gone, pass me by. Oh yeah, and, and then I'm ravenous. I'm just looking for anything, and then that's when the bad decisions start to happen. <laughs> oh yeah, I think I think we all have that problem. But when it comes to choosing whole grain starches, you want to um, choose things that are whole grains such as breads, pastas, cereals, and crackers. And sometimes it takes a little bit of getting used to it because people are not accustomed to the whole grains. And also, in addition to your whole grain breads, pastas, cereals, and crackers, you want to select potatoes. And I know you say you was a potato girl. Man, I like them any kind of way. All, All kinds of ways. I love potatoes. (laughs) Oh, yes. Yes, I love potatoes as well. But, you know, keep in mind that we can eat them. We just have to look at portion control, look at how many potatoes we're eating. And also select dried beans and lentils, corn tortilla versus flour tortilla, Mm -hmm. brown rice versus white rice. Okay. Okay, and what about proteins? Oh, I think I think everybody loves protein as well. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves protein. So if you're selecting chicken or turkey, try to select white meat. Okay. And 
try to select white meat. And I know in the store, they sell the chicken breast where they remove the, the skins and it's deboned. If, if you're not able to purchase those, purchase the ones that have the skin, just simply remove the skin. And that's my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, I think it's everybody's favorite part, the skin, because it fats, it has fat and it gives mm -hmm. the meat and everything flavor. So just simply um, remove the skin. And then also, if you're eating beef, pork, or fish, choose the lean cuts. Right. And for your cheeses, the low-fat cheeses as well. And when you're choosing your meats, if there's any visible fat, remove that visible fat from your meats. Okay. So... And you've gone through the process of selecting lean cuts of meat and you're taking the skin off your chicken, your turkey, and you're, re you're removing all the visible fat. Don't add any fat when you're cooking. Okay. And that's a problem that we have. We want to fry everything. Right. Deep fried. <laughs> deep fried chicken. When you deep fry your chicken, that skin is so crispy and delicious, but we have to consider other methods of cooking our foods. Consider baking, roasting, broiling, grilling, and possibly boiling your food. Mm -hmm. And when you're preparing your food with those methods, use some of the natural herbs and spices to season your food rather than adding in the fats and the sauce because sometimes people they'll bake a broil their chicken and before they bake it or broil it then they're coated with butter okay so so you mentioned natural herbs and spices what are some helpful healthful herbs and spices that we could be using to substitute those those added fats and sauce that we're using currently Oh, okay. Because remember when we are eating that there's not one size that fits all. That's right. Everybody's different. Everybody has different preferences. The herbs and spices that I like, you may not like. But, some of, the, but some of the um, herbs and spices that you can try, you can try basil, thyme, rosemary, cinnamon, turmeric, fenugreek, cloves, all of these different herbs and spices, they add flavor. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times when people are preparing fish, they add a little um, dill on their fish. Okay, I like dill. Yes, and, and, and usually what I recommend to people is to play around with some of the um, herbs and spices until you find something that you like mm -hmm. and mix and match them. That's so the only can, way we're going to really learn, you know, 